0: So what's the norm we are storming this week for which we'll look at the five funders? It's this, that professionals or professional CEOs can never make successful entrepreneurs. What we're examining here today is not just how there is a difference between professionals and entrepreneurs, but what it takes for professionals to transition into becoming successful entrepreneurs. And and it's not just about a visionary leader in a corporate organization, a monolithic organization showing entrepreneurial spirit, but actually a successful professional transforming into a successful entrepreneur. And what we want to look at is how to balance the pioneering spirit of the entrepreneur with the stabilizing methods of professionals. So we'll look at five ways in which this can happen. So Anisha, over to you.
1: The first for me is you will need endless curiosity you can't give someone a curiosity shot or an injection okay it's not something that can be injected as a dose there has to be an inbuilt trait that's the best way in which your business can go from beta to a go to market stage because what you start off with and what you eventually end towards and the product that you take to the market could be very different. Mm. Okay, mm. Unless and until you're curious, unless and until you're observant, unless and until you're actually open to listening and finding out new stuff, you will never do justice to your idea. Mm. So for me, the first one is the need for endless curiosity. And curiosity, not just at an individual level, but having to foster an environment of curiosity all throughout the ecosystem of your little operating unit that you have Hmm. because it's not just you who has to be curious because somebody else can kill your curiosity Hmm. the entire team that is working with you Hmm. and the environment that you've created is such that people are willing to be curious
0: Hmm. so making modifying molding an organization to be curiosity led is a key ingredient
1: absolutely well said okay the second one and I think linked to curiosity is a willingness to look stupid
0: okay I'm good at that
1: (laughs) (laughs) And there are lots of times where you would say that it's okay, I'm not feeling embarrassed. Mm. We touched upon this even in the last episode where we spoke about the importance of asking stupid questions. Take this one step further and be willing to look stupid. There's no embarrassment in trying new things and making mistakes while doing so. And when you make yourself comfortable with this, then you're actually building your ability to constantly try out new things.
0: I think I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I'm good at this. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you don't need just one trade. <laughs> okay, we'll figure out the rest. <laughs> the next one is an interesting one. And I made that transition from being a professional to trying to be an entrepreneur in in many ways. A willingness to lose your identity.
0: That's intriguing. Talk more about that.
1: My identity was linked to my role, was linked to the organization that I was in, the level at which I was Uh That is what defined my professional identity. I've had to dissolve junk, all of it, and start from almost a zero base to try and create my new identity. And that at many times starts pinching you more than the effort and the hard work and all the other things. In many ways, it's a very spiritual experience as well to define and shape your own identity on your own terms and conditions. And it's a beautiful journey, but when you are going through it, the initial couple of years are a little difficult.
0: That sounds like a profound transformation not too many people will be ready for. In fact, it it occurs to me, I saw this profile of Indra Nui's on LinkedIn a few weeks back. And it was interesting. She described herself, I think, as ex-CEO of Pepsi. So closely linked to that past identity.
1: The next one is also linked to this one that I just talked about, willingness to be obscure. The lack of an audience and co-workers is very, very palpable. Hmm. You get your energy from people around you. Hmm. You get your energy from the nods that you get. When people look at the way you work, the reassurances, sometimes even the criticism. So in an entrepreneurial world, you become obscure. There isn't too much of a support system or an ecosystem around you that's constantly nudging, acknowledging, reviewing, critiquing what you're doing. Within the organizations that employ brilliant and or creative individuals, talent is cultivated and rewarded. Colleagues, compensations, job reviews, promotions provide regular feedback and shine a light on success and failure. As an entrepreneur, these stimuli are lacking. Most of the time, you have only your own conviction to rely on.
0: Profound. Okay, that's four now. What's the last one?
1: The last one is the grit and stamina. We've spoken about it earlier. Even Ashi spoke about it. But the ability to persist when no one's watching for an extended duration it requires some determination. Without anyone telling you what to do or compensating you for your progress, uh, how long will your conviction hold? The number of variables that have the potential to eliminate your resolve make the commitment required as an entrepreneur pretty impressive. Mm. And this extends beyond your income and identity. Mm. The way I would like to sum this up is something that I had read somewhere, which said that in an entrepreneurial mode, you need lead like you are in charge of a combat unit on the wrong side of the enemy lines where it's all for one or one for all i found this pretty interesting and i just thought you know i'll, I'll bring it here yeah. because that's how it really feels
0: and it ties in beautifully with the point about grit and stamina and, and the point is we all chase excellence and we forget that excellence is a once in a while phenomenon it's not achievable on a daily basis without grit and stamina if you don't have the stamina to persist that's not going to happen absolutely